is done by a tool because you know I don't know about you but the uh, the sense of imprisonment because it isn't an imprisonment it's a sense of imprisonment I'll tell you it's pretty suffocating and you're in a big open free range place living in Marin County but the mental uh, claustrophobia up there of having everything to be about you no matter how far off the idea is, it always gets related back to you. You could be thinking about something on Neptune, and it can travel faster than the speed of light and be something about you. How's this going to affect me, Neptune? <laughs> really? Oh, they found another planet. Fuck, how's that? Oh, i got to get a new astrology shot. How is this 12th planet affecting me? Is that the cause of why I'm feeling so concerned about what should I do? Should I get a perm with blonde hair? Yeah. Not anything, no opinion about any of that, but you got to see the obsessiveness of mind. Yet it's always centered in this one idea of you. Yeah? Even when it seems like you'd really like to get out of the obsession, you never get out of the sense of you. Yeah? So getting out of an obsession, having an obsession, is used in the same way by the mind. The mind uses it, all of that activity, to reflect the you. And that's its victory, in a sense. That's its job. That's its uh, desired end. Its desired end isn't for you to be happy all the fucking time. The desired end is to just be consumed with this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, so your attention and interest can expand into other possibilities. Yeah? So you're... It's like, no matter how much your attention goes out, it always boomerangs back which affects its going out. So everything you meet that can be so beautiful, it usually takes an immediate return visit back to self. You're thinking you're on a one way, but they're all, return, they're all you know, two ways. You're, it's a round trip all the time. You go to a beautiful place and you lose your sense of self, but who loses the sense of self? You! <laughs> You can't fucking get out of it. <laughs> and you know what? That's the most beautiful message. Because you're not actually in it. <laughs> and if you'd stop getting out of it, you may, may possibly realize that. Seriously. It may dawn on you. And when it dawns on you, it'll be like, oh, so that's it? <laughs> it's just like it's always been. Always. But there isn't this encroachment, there isn't this claiming, yeah, of the attention and interest, so it just goes, it lives, yeah, do, 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 picks up. And it tends to have a nose, a, a, a great nose, to enrich your life, instead of seemingly enslave your life. Yeah. It just needs to be freed up from what it's uh, tending to. So I found... When everything seemed to get really, really, like, relaxed, it was when I entertained, I'm not that. I'm not that idea of Paul. Because that's all it is, yeah? I'm not, it's not saying I'm not Paul, because I never was Paul, yeah? But I'm not the idea of Paul. That's what's being produced a lot, yeah? The sense of Paul. Everything, I mean, everything is used when we have conscious contact it's used by the mind, like Trungpa Rinpoche said, 
the ego will take advantage of everything it comes in contact. Well, let's just use the words, the, the, the meaning of selfing, let's say. The selfing, whatever, how it, the only way it comes in contact with anything is through consciousness. Consciousness is the contact point. Yeah? Consciousness, awareness, being on, is what engages everything. Without being on, it doesn't matter how important tomorrow is going to be for you. You're not going to be there. It's not <laughs> because you're not going to be here. <laughs> and the only way that's going to be here is what well, through conscious contact. So conscious contact is happening. Yeah, conscious contact. But what happens if the mental process arises after the conscious contact? But how it what it produces is the feeling of being before the conscious contact. Yeah, that you. Maybe are the source of the conscious contact, but definitely not as consciousness, but as this little hybrid of consciousness and body called me. M-E. Me. Yeah? M-E. Yeah, we'll give a little uh, talk about all the, all, I'm just one of us, yeah? All of these yous, but that's not the feeling that usually goes on all day. This sense of me is able to extract us from any sense of being one of the gang, of all these yous, yeah? It does. And that me is not just the body, because I found the mental process doesn't like the body a lot, because the body limits it quite a lot. It just limits it. It's always a nagging bitch when it can't reach 12 feet or can't, you know, make sex for 45 minutes or, you know, get sick or dies or something, you know what I mean? Fuck. It feels let down by the body, I would say. It's got a bad attitude about it, I found, in my head. <laughs> but it needs the body to prove its point, yeah? Without the body, it wouldn't have any story to stand on, yeah? And obviously, it can't, it can't brook the presence of consciousness because that would deny its whole story of being the one, yeah? Because it would have a difficult time saying, I'm the Alpha and Omega, if there was really an Alpha and the Omega that's always available at all times, which is consciousness or awareness. It would sort of put a crimp in the storyline, yeah? It just would. If you, if you gave any credence to, to consciousness, <laughs> It's, it's very easily notice, noticed that it comes before any time or anywhere you are. <laughs> that this, it's sort of like, you're never going to beat it. It's always going to be there, you know, before you're here. <laughs> it's a bitch to the mind, but it has a very good way of hiding that. Yeah, a very good way. Because it claims it. Now, I, Paul, am conscious. Yeah? I am. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's tasting. I'm the one who's touching. I'm the one who's smelling. Now, I don't really have that much interest in that vision the most, yeah? But I really have a lot of interest that I'm the thinker. That's a really good one. Or I'm what's being thought about. That's where most of my attention is. Why is that? Why wouldn't, why would a mental object or a product of a mental process, lean towards the mental, not the physical or the consciousness. 
to get its relevance. Why would that be? Obviously, you know, it came from there, it sort of feels comfortable there, yeah? So the mental process called thinking is its greatest ally. Yeah, it's claimed that, and you're the thinker of them, and now those thoughts, don't they have a lot of power? They seem to have a lot of freaking power. In one sense, you believe you're the thinker of them, but in the other sense, you feel like you're being bombarded by them. You know, I wish I could turn these off. And then it's very frustrating because you would think, like running, if someone said stop running while you're running, you can stop, you know? But the thinking produces a lot more adverse effects, but someone says stop thinking, it's a bit, well, it doesn't seem to work too well, yeah? So here's the sense of being the one who's doing it, but it's like herding cats, you have no control over any of it, yeah? And then, what do you do? You sort of pick the herd, you take the good ones, and away from the bad ones, and you have the little sexual perverse ones, you can't share them with anyone. Then you have this one, and that, 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 that. And they're just spawning, because they just fucking, <laughs> they just have intercourse with themselves, and thought begets more thought, more, and then your attention, you can't send it around the corner for a half hour. Maybe you be able to do it when you're a kid, it was free, but later on you have to have a peak experience. You gotta jump off a bridge bungee cording or, you know, dive 3,000 feet under with only one gulp of something, something to shock yourself into the present moment. <laughs> because you become a denizen of a mental realm, basically. You know? At least that's how you're cast. Yeah? And your attention and interest is glued to it. It's very difficult to call off those doors. Yeah? You can see it at night sometimes. Or you can just see it as an obsession. I'm not talking about a what you call a major one like alcoholism addiction. Just something you get obsessed over. The mind goes back to it, and back to it, and back to it, and back to it. And then a little back to it, and then back to it, back to it, back to it. And then you think you finally pulled it off like a dog, and it lurches back to it. And basically it's walking you, in a sense. You're not walking it. Yeah? Where's the freedom? Where's the freedom from that slavery? It's a form of slavery, seriously. It's a form of mental slavery to have your mind consumed about what's not happening all day. <laughs> I mean, you can't... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and people think about miracles as a, from a god, a great benevolent god, but miracles are just miracles, yeah, in a sense. And then one of the greatest miracles goes unnoticed every day that we're constantly, we're not, but the mind's constantly engaged in every day, is we're making something out of nothing all day. Yeah? <laughs> it's an incredible event. It's an incredible event because you have no evidence, no physical evidence you could ever bring to a court that Friday is here. Yeah? No, because seems today is being dominated by what we call Wednesday, yeah? And what we call Friday seems to be two days off, yeah? But we don't, we can't really, you can't say how it's going to look or whatever, how it's going to feel, because it's really not happening. But you can sure, the mind can sure think about it. And when it thinks about it, it's really sure about what's going to happen. And it's really sure what the weather's going to be like. And it's really sure that your boyfriend and girlfriend sleeping with your best friend. And it's really sure about you're going to have cancer. It's really sure that you're going to be fired. Or sure that you're going to be destitute for the rest of your life while you're sitting in like Pacific Heights. You know, <laughs> the, morning, the morning that the mind's running on this little rant. 
but it seems to have a big effect on what you call you, right? Your physical state, your mental state, definitely mental state, your emotional state, and your nervous condition, yes? And so therefore, it seems real because it's having a real effect on what you believe is you, yeah? That's the dilemma. It gets its reality, not from next Friday, but it gets its reality from what it's making you this feel now, yeah? It's manipulating us like a puppeteer. So it has you worrying. And then if it finds one that works, you better believe every next Friday is going to be in that same amphitheater. It's going to be the same Greek tragedy. I'm going to have voo. And then, I mean, why would it shut down? Why would it have to get a better production? It's got you going every freaking day. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh no, I'm pretty cool, I'm right here. We have nothing, nothing to gauge peace of mind with in this activity. Nothing. What we call peace of mind, that we get a little relief from the, the uh, incessant, let's say, amplitude of that isn't peace of mind. That's like a little breath it's taking, so it can get, make the next hit even juicier, yeah? Because what if, if you were ha- having bad all the time, it wouldn't really produce a lot of juiciness. you got to have a little good to make the absence of it really seem bad. <laughs> See it, man. <laughs> you usually want what you don't have. You haven't figured that one out? I mean, it's one of his biggest moves. I've seen people who had what they wanted for years and they never really appreciate it. But as soon as it leaves, it's the thing that was the source of all the happiness. <laughs> well, wait a minute. It sure didn't seem like the source. It seemed like the most you were in was benign neglect concerning it. But now it's the source of all your happiness. And there's no recourse of ever being happy again without her presence or his presence. You're fucked, uh, if you believe that. Seriously, yeah? If there's a belief in that, you're gonna be the, you're gonna be the puppet in that three, it's gonna be more than a three act play, it's gonna be about 33 act play. <laughs> and you're, and you're the doer and the haver. <laughs> you're the, you're the big, you're the big mover and shaker here. <laughs> it's so obviously ridiculous, yeah. This arrogance. You're even, you're even thinking if the self was absent, it would be super great. It's super arrogant by, by producing the sense, you know what, all your problems lie in me. It's irrelevant in one level. But you see how it does it? Even it says, well, I'd be enlightened if I didn't have this. No, you fucking wouldn't. You'd be awake, which you are already. Yeah? Enlightenment, I have no idea of, but if it takes any work, I ain't going there. Fuck it. I've seen, I don't know what I mean. It's like that thing in Boston with the guy standing there for 17 minutes, and then he says, what should I have done? Because nothing happened, you know? He was thinking. I said, he should have stood there for 18 minutes. <laughs> it was just an example of the mind, yeah? If it ain't 18, oh, if I went for 20, 20, no. Fucking, why not... I don't know if too many people are really seeking enlightenment. I think a lot of people are seeking an ease and comfort in their own skin. Yeah? 
I would say that's the biggest imperative. But it's given a very high fluent idea, and usually I notice, like that lady at the meeting Saturday, when that idea is like attached to, it actually is a source of more suffering than anything else in one sense, yeah? Because the people, they're enslaved to seeking. I mean, 40 years, goes tons of meetings, sat with all these teachers, yeah? Maybe she would have been happy if she just went to a soup kitchen and served others, you know, who knows? But yeah, there's just this drive, this drive. I was at this uh, martial art thing, Mark never listens to these, I don't think. And, you know, I love them, and I see some value in it, but they were into, like, everyone was sharing, I missed the first day, everyone was sharing what it was like the day before. They're going excruciating, suffering, my legs are shivering, I couldn't wait to sit down. And I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ, do I really, and so I said if they're going to ask me, I said, you know what I'm grateful for? That I wasn't here yesterday. (laughs) And they had a sweat at night just to top it off. Fuck. And I said, I just was walked doing it, and I said, yeah, yeah I get it, but I'd, I'd rather just forego the pain. Yeah. I really would. <laughs> Maybe when I was young, but I'm getting tired, of, you know? I just don't see that's a good deal anymore. Maybe if there would be a, like, a, well, I'm just telling you what happened with me. I entertained this possibility, and I'll tell you, my whole spiritual seeking career was blown up. You know, I fucking was gone. Yeah, and everything else that I was sort of attempting to like attach to, like a barnacle, was removed. And a barnacle can't anchor unless it has something to anchor on. Yeah, it just can't. And then I'm just so much happier not wanting to be liberated. Really, you know, I feel no need to be liberated. I don't think I'm going to a everyone who's not liberated hell. I think we're pretty much in our own making hell. Not ours, but the minds. I don't think we're going to get a better version. Well, we probably could, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, I find it's really in that sense of I need to do nothing that a whole lot of stuff happens, yeah. And from that state of I don't know, I, get, I put myself in a position to find out. And this is in hindsight... I find finding out is a much more thorough form of knowledge. When, when the mind finds something out, it can really solidify and stabilize. So, like in recovery, the highest level, at least in the communities around here, is surrender, I'd say. Yeah? But it still has a smacking of a lot of selfing in it, because it's like there's a, you surrender, but then there's the belief that you can take it back. Like the God's a little God, and you're the bigger God. Take, all right, all right. I'm not doing well as the bigger God, so I'm going to make a little God to surrender to. But if something important comes up, I'm taking it back. I take, you know, I hear it all the time. That that to me isn't that doesn't work. But surrendered can occur. Yeah. So the the state can the state stabilizes. Yeah. And now it's not. You don't have the joy of getting really flipped out and then getting, you know, getting saved again. It's a nice feeling when you feel like you went to the pits of debauchery or something and then you're saved, you see the light. All that's out because there's no seeing light, there's always light, yeah? The light's always on. It's not like you have any role of, oh, it was off and I climbed up on the chairs and I pulled, and oh, the light's on. You don't get to have that little self-centered specialness. It's always on, yeah? (laughs) And in a sense, you're irrelevant. 
to the, to the nature of mind. <laughs> You're a product of one little aspect of a way, way clamped down mental process called selfing. You're not, you're not up in the higher echelons of mind. <laughs> you're like a claustrophobic weather front, and you're inhabited, the whole place is inhabited with millions of weathermen <laughs> who don't know what the fuck's going on, but they're really sure about their forecasts. This is like, right under that thin layer of mental cloud, it's a big open sky, yeah? And, uh, this, and it's, the system of those systems, I think there's many actually, but not one of them is self-centered. It's not a self-centered system. I would say most of us are living or have been living in a pretty much uh, conditionally ordained self-centered system here. Yeah, but there are possibilities. Yeah, not to get out of the system, but it's the opposite way. You realize you were never in it because you are not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So actually, it's a it's a questioning the inness. That's how you get out in a way. You never get out by telling the truth about the inness because that can only be self-knowledge. It's just it's just another addition to the the mental prison. Yeah, but the way I found works is that you realize, hey, I'm not that. So in a sense, I've never been in it, therefore there's no need to get out. And that's being out. Yeah. And if it's entertained, that being out can stabilize. Yeah, because it's just it's just like a delusion or a dream mind drops into. Yeah? Goes in and out, in and out, in and out. And then after a while it may not go in anymore and it just stays out. And then there was never any in. Nor was there ever any end. But that stabilizes. So now the light's on. You can see pretty good. I don't need to buy maps of how to get to the bathroom. The room's not dark, yeah? I don't have to rely on someone who supposedly lived 3,000 years ago and supposedly someone wrote a book, but they very rarely do themselves, wrote a book, and if I follow that, I'll find the Novanic bathroom. I have a, I see. I can know, you know, I can walk right in. Yeah? I don't have to pay for any middleman or woman. Yeah? So, in that light, blue is blue and red is red. If things become clear, but not to you. Yeah? As soon as, they be, as soon as they're clear and it's to you, that's unclear. That's what happens. As soon as the you gets engaged in it, clarity becomes unclear. Yeah? <laughs> Obviously, if... Let's say a state is taken as an experience, that's unclear. You're unclear about the state of things. Yeah. The state of things would override an experience. For an experience, there has to be an experiencer. In that state, experience, experiencer, and what's experience is the same. Yeah. In our interpretation, the experiencer is the most pronounced. Yeah. That's where all the attention goes. Yeah, me. In this other systems, that doesn't happen. Yeah, your attention and interest free ranges a little bit, and then you find out by it occurring. Yeah, that's how you learn. The I don't know becomes the pretty standard state. I mean, you can know a lot of things here, but when it comes to origins and what you are, you don't know. 
That's the beauty of it. All you can do is know what you're not. You can't know what you are. Yeah? You are what's been acting like it knows what it's not. <laughs> I mean, it is what it's not. So, you know, you just sort of negate that because when that is that what we're not is taken to be us, our interest and attention tends to go there. It's almost like a raging river. It's very difficult to corral. You're not going to redirect the river. It's going to wipe everything on its way. And it's very difficult to, to call off that energy from you when it's you. That's what I found. When I entertained, sincerely, just started to entertain it, I'm not that, the mind chorused in. It said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my interest attention, with no effort on my part, was freed from that slavery, and it started to enrich a lot. You know? My relationships, everything. Everything, every aspect that I seemed to be in started to get enriched. But I wasn't planting any seeds. I wasn't toiling and working hard. I was basically uh, not doing much. Yeah? Surfing and hanging out as much as I could. It may take a while to get used to not doing much, you know, but that's not a lot of people see this. I mean. But a lot of stretches of time during the day, I wasn't doing much. I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any... Uh, what do you call those things when you have to get something done before? See, there you know, I don't do much. A deadline. <laughs> I don't even know what a deadline is because I don't usually live by deadlines, you know what I mean? There's going to be one deadline, that's dead, and that's it. <laughs> so, that's why we have these meetings, I guess. I'm just really happy about it. And I'd like to see other people I don't want them to live with me <laughs> or live under me, that's for sure. I got this incredible email. Oh, I better not go there. They may be watching, listening to something. But I'd like to see a travel lighter. You know, I would wish that on everyone here to travel lighter. And I feel like uh, whatever lifestyle or career or engagement you have, that this can just be an illuminating aspect. It's not another new, it's not a new way of life because it overrides ways of life, yeah? But it doesn't not shine in ways of life. It will, it will illuminate every way of life, in a sense. On one level, it'll tell you maybe what's, this isn't a good way of life. Other levels, it will enrich you. If you have a proclivity to sit and meditate, maybe your meditations will be a lot less engaged as a, as a requirement or as an achieving modality. Maybe you'll just be sitting there because that's what's happening, yeah? Who knows? But I do know the light has the ability to illuminate whatever you're engaged with. Bring new insight, bring... Just, just you can't imagine what it can do. That's why it's so beautiful if you, if you can give up the idea because it's a huge drive in our minds to know, you know? I know. When I was working with a lot of people in AA, that was the first deterrent. They're not going to listen to anything you say because they think that you know what that you're going to say. So they always go, I know. My old sponsor, Christian, used to do it. I always fuck with them about it. No, you don't know. <laughs> I know that. No, you don't know. Because I was hoping, you know, I mean, find out. When you find out, it's a much uh, stronger uh, modality of knowledge, yeah? It's like, it can, like for me, it was like an unspoken yes. I found out this, I entertained this message, and there was a finding out that it was so, and that was it. 
it's been the last answer. I know maybe I'll have another one, but it's been years now. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking for any answers anymore. So I would say that's the last answer. And I would also say that obviously, therefore, it's the first answer. <laughs> and in this case, the only answer. <laughs> friend Debbie, she what meets knows me quite well, and she knows how I just riff on what's going on in my head. And it's like we live a big comedy skit, but she may not see it that way, but I, I'm doing. She's like, and I would tell her in the past, all that stuff I'm riffing on now, I was taking, the mind was taken seriously. That's the difference between heaven and hell. Yeah? The makings of hell is a comedy skit. That's pretty much heaven. It's taken like a drama. That's hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened or shifted that from a drama to a comedy skit, but I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> that's how it broke. <laughs> I just couldn't live another year of uh, masterpiece theater. <laughs> <laughs> The profound minutiae of Paul Hedeman's mind. Forget it. It's unbelievable. So, there is peace. You know, it's available, but not for us. That's the good news. If it was available for you, it would be special. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It would be uniquely known. Peace is available, but not for us. Not for you, not for this you. Yeah? But it's available. And when it downloads, you'll know it. And you'll know it, you know the tree by the fruit. Yes, there's a knowledge. Maybe it's inherently from there itself, but there's, there's a joy of knowing it from seemingly another way. I know what I've already known. It's a pretty nice, joyous event when there's that waking up, when the mind starts crackling again, when it's alert, like electrified and spacious and clear, instead of just covered with wet blankets of concepts and time and all that, you know, it's nice to have it breathe. You ever been under a bed, you know, a, a big comforter and you have it all, it gets claustrophobic in there, right? You can't really breathe everything. You're breathing, but it's not comfortable. It seems like you're doing everything the way you're doing everything, but it's really uncomfortable. But if you, as soon as you put it down, it's like this great, uh, like, wind of relief comes over you, yeah? That's sort of what it's like, yeah? Some like this saran wrap that's been wrapped around us comes off, maybe all at once, but it's always pretty joyous to have it come off at, in time, like this, you know, though it's never been on, let's put it that way. But the experience is sort of like you had 50 layers of saran wrap. Now, saran wrap you can see through, but try to see through 50 layers of it. It's going to distort what you see pretty damn good. You'll still be seeing. On, you know, on the base definition of seeing, you'll be seeing, but you're not really seeing things clearly, yeah? This is nice if the saran wrap gets unwound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The clarity is pretty good, Whatever you move to in your seat assignment isn't what, how everything should be for anyone else. Yeah, 
if you move to be nice to people, that's far out. But don't, there's no way it's a path, yeah? Other people are awake, they're mean to people probably, yeah? Who knows? Because we all are that. That's a quality we all have. I don't think it's a big event, really, yeah? There is an oneness that can be noted. And I would say that qualifies for the term awake. Yeah. Awake to yeah, just awake. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it has to be vigilantly watched. I would rather let it leave it alone because it actually is awake. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't need any more polishing. It doesn't need any more gas to start it. It's already there. You know, just leave it alone, maybe. Let it just uh, awakeness sort of begets awakeness, and the lens can keep opening. It doesn't maybe not to. Sometimes it reveals more. Let's say in this case, because this is my seat assignment, it's nice for it to reveal different ways of putting what we're not so that I can keep people amused and they can donate me money and I can have dinner tonight, yeah? So there's some value in it. But uh, in other cases, you may never make another peep in your rest of your life. That doesn't mean anything. It's just, yeah. All that that was needed was done. In a sense, it's over. Now you're just sort of available, Flexible, open, but nothing that you brought about. Yeah, it's just these are like consequences of something, and it's not like A can be traveled to get to D. There's a leap from A to D. Yeah, if you try to take the, the land route, you don't get there. If you try to start from A, I'm this person who's fucked. Then I got to go to B. I got to purify first and get really healthy. And then C, I've got to contemplate or meditate. Then D, I'll arrive. This is sort of like, I'm not that, and then there's a leap to D. Yeah? There's not like a process. The process will be just showing different layers of D, yeah? but it won't be anything getting to D. Yeah? Just, it's like a quantum move. It's not like a, this, therefore, that. No, it's that, therefore, that. It's, it's not this, therefore, that, like this is cause and effect. It's that, therefore, that. <laughs> you know, simple. <laughs> you, don't have any, you don't have any big role in it, in a sense. <laughs> That's a great relief. Because, of course, what would it make you if you failed? This incredibly profound, noble mission to find awakening. Man, your mind will have a field day with that information. It'll beat the living shit out of you forever. <laughs> or it'll just, it doesn't beat you up, but it takes all the attention to that little wrestling match. Yeah? Even though you know it's maybe not real, you still, because it's you in the outfit, you know? Yeah. So, hey, maybe you've done enough. Maybe it's time to do nothing for a change, see what happens, yeah? When you have that urge to reach, maybe put your hand you know, down. And maybe if you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just available. So, so that's that for tonight. <laughs> I was one serious character. <laughs> I don't know how people put up with me, man. I remember I'd, do these, I'd be doing some 
martial arts or something, and my girlfriend wanted just to spend the time. No, I don't have time. I'm working out. I'm a man on a mission. I must, must, I must harness and cultivate my energy so it can open up into the thousand-fold lotus, so the rain of the nectar of God can quench me from. He's gone. <laughs> You don't want to sleep with me? You're fucking crazy. <laughs> now I'm so much more available because I'm not in like the get ready, go, get set, go room. You can just quantum leap. Yeah? So if the end thing is you're going to realize you needed to do nothing, why not start there? You're going to end up there. With all the somethings you get, you're going to end up, hey, I got nothing from any of this. Why not? Nothing's it. Nothing's the gift. Yeah, so maybe start there. All right, so that's it. You missed the secret answer. <laughs> yes, you want oh, Okay, yeah. So, 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 so one thing interesting was that uh, if we realize we were never there to begin with, we, we uh, save all these different steps from A to B to C to D, you know, where we have to like go through this whole growth process. But coming to the 12 steps here, uh, what about like during the steps we uh, kind of try to find our uh, uh, character defects? And that's kind of like part of the 12 step process. Yes, yeah. And now are we going to say, well, we never had those character defects? Or? You may. But if you say them, that would be an exhibit of a character defect, yeah? But if you find out you never had them, that's a different story. Yes? In other words, they were never yours. They appeared, yeah? They were brought forth into manifestation, but they're not yours. That's the big leap, you think. Seems, things seem real, and they're as real as real can be. But what they're used by the mind to do is infer there's a phantom someone who has the defects of character. Why is it that... Everything that witnessed, always, that every verb that we're seeing, why does it always imply there has to be a noun involved? I think that's the arrogance of the mental process, yeah? I don't see there's any noun. Of course you're accountable. And the disease of alcoholism is of the brain and the body, yeah? Just like if I had diabetes, I'd have to shoot up every day, yeah? It's not me shooting up. I don't have to shoot up. The body needs it, yeah? The body has, in the brain, the brain has alcoholism, then it probably would behoove you to take care of that. Because it's going to make, quote-unquote, you very uncomfortable when you never get to the temple to meditate because you stop and cop some coke. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to be really in conflict with what you think your noble calling is because the imperative is going to be, oh, your little mental imperative will be overridden by a mental brain imperative called alcoholism. Yeah? So we take care of that, which allows us to have the space to entertain other possibilities. Yeah? If you don't take care of this, it's going to be like a lot of dogs nipping at your heels, yeah? Because you're going to have consequences. When you sit and meditate and you forget you owe people money, they don't forget you owe them money, yeah? When I forget a court date, the court system didn't forget the court date. I thought, I, hey, I'm, I, I forgot, it's fine. No, it isn't fine. There'll be a bench warrant out for my arrest, which has happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, this is sometimes spirituality... Like, the Course in Miracles would talk about it as levels, yeah? So, here's an answer in this level, yes? Like a quantum level. Then there's the physical 
play, the physical realm, which has different... Well, the, the, the speed of answers are usually slower, yes? It's usually don't have a quantum leap, yeah? And it's, very, it's not wise to mix levels up. So a lot of people who get in touch with me have alcoholism yeah, in the body, and yet they have a, a lot of non-duality in the head. Spirituality, yeah? especially this one vein of it called non-duality. And it's really doing a job on them. Because they, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. Now that's true, yeah, on one level. But not as a statement, yeah? It's got to be, there's got to be some power in it for that to be true. Yeah? If it isn't true on a power level, that's going to not work well. <laughs> yeah? You're going to be living in your grandmother's house as a 48-year-old in the cellar. <laughs> reading all these books about there is no self, you know, and refusing the help that a normal, you know, let's say someone else may take because you think you know better, yeah? Yet the alcoholism is running your life out here, or it's, it's, it's using this opportunity to broadly express its qualities, its defects of character, yeah? And if you read the book, the big book of AA, he has a very beautiful statement there. It says, being convinced which convinced means to believe with certainty, being convinced that self manifested in various ways yeah, is what has defeated us. Okay, Very, very important to me. Because there's vision and then there's view. Understanding is a view. Vision is what can uh, happen, or is already, which is always available, but it can happen here, but it's also always available. Vision, yeah? Understanding can help you, let's say, what, I don't want to get on that, that'd be a whole nother talk. But being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, you gotta see the difference there. Yeah? Self and us are are seen to be different in this book of recovery. Yeah? The idea of being a self is different than you. Just like it says, we are we are people who we don't we're not people with problems, we are pe- we are the problem. That could only be the case on that level of consequences if identification as the problem was in place. So if your mind is identified as a self, then you are the problem. The you is the product of the selfing, and that you is the problem. Yeah. You see? There's a difference of having a problem and being the problem. I think he makes it clear in the book. I'm pretty sure there's a statement that says... We, we're not people who have problems, we are the problem. Now, to, to have that appearance to be the problem, it has to be driven by identification as. Because obviously, he just said self and us are different. Yeah? If self is what defeated us, or if that's the problem, how can we be the problem unless we're identified as it? Yeah? That's the only way it could appear that we're the problem, is if we're identified as self. Yeah? Being, if we're not, there's an incredible opportunity for the solution. <laughs> if you're not self, <laughs> then you may still have problems, but you won't be the problem, which is a lot. Of, of, that's a, a pay raise. That's a, <laughs> you've just been bumped up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, we will now look at its common manifestations, meaning selves, yeah? First paragraph after that, resentment. Yeah? Then we go into fear, and then we go into harms done to others by looking at our sexual behavior. 
then the, ca- the defects of character get exhibited in those inventories, yeah? But let's just see. So what would what is the, the nest or the petri dish for the defects of character are resentments and the fears and harming other people, yeah? Okay, so if you read the, the sentence, now again, like we shared in the beginning, that you know you say something and other people get it, but they they say a totally different thing to you after the meeting. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there's two different things. Self and us, yeah? Self manifested in a lot of ways is what has defeated us, okay? And it says you've got to be convinced of this. This is a very important point, okay? And then it says, okay, if we're convinced of that, let's look at its, self's manifestations. Okay, let's do that. Resentment is the number one offender. It kills more alcoholics than anything else. Now, follow my logic, and please correct me if you find it faulty. Because it sure doesn't seem to be, you know, when it's shared here. But. So, becoming self-defeated us, manifested in various ways. We're now going to look at some of its common manifestations, and then resentment. So, it sounds like resentment is a manifestation of self, Yeah. And it's through the manifestations that we live the defeatment, the defeat of self. What causes the defeat is identification as it, and how that gets expressed or manifested through all this activity is with all these characteristics, these manifestations. That's how it defeats us. That's sort of the play of the defeat, yeah? But the defeat isn't rooted in those, it's rooted in identification as self. So here's self expressing through us, yes? We're just that possibility, we're... There's imminent, there's uh, impressions of mind, emotions, this and that, and they're seeking expression, and they find a great portal called this. It's already taken over. It's the spigot open, is open wide. There's a lot of defects can come through this character because the identification self is in place. All right, big, yeah, okay? We'll write this stuff down. How can we, if we want relief from the problem, keep calling its expressions ours? That's the root of the problem. That's called identification as self. That's what I've been sharing for 19 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just haven't... In, in, in the people of recovery, I think it's very important to get the diagnosis correct. You know? Or if you don't, it's just going to be a self-managing tool. And there are tons of those. How to manage self, how self will manage to not have such an unbearable condition by its own presence. Why not see I'm not that and then a radical freedom can, can occur? Yeah? From what self? And a defect of character is totally different when it's not yours. I'll tell you that. I swear to God, you will be able to tell the honest to God truth about it because it's not you. As long as it's you, there's going to be blind spots. It's going to keep coming because it's, it feels, it's got a key to the house. It's got a key to your relationships. It's got, every time you see it, oh, it's me. You know, It's coming in. It's like a thief in the night. Just shitting over everything. And you're left to clean it up. And everything, every one of his expressions, we're sitting in the, in the position of, they're mine. That's called what? Identification. The identification as is you're claiming something, yeah, that's not yours. 
You're beholden to whatever you claim. So now they're yours for all intents and purposes. And you want to get rid of them, but it's like trying to get rid of your own kids. You kick them out at 18, they're still living at your house at 33. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? See it. See, go to a park. If you have kids, watch what kid is going to have your attention? Your kid. Yeah. There's 30 other kids running around, but you're going to be watching yours usually. Why is so much that? Everything. Just like people are having thoughts, but the ones that are really bothering you, even if they share their thoughts, they don't have ability to really bother you, unless they're about you. But the, your thoughts have a huge amount of influence. Yeah? And I don't mean your thoughts. I mean your thoughts. Yeah? The activity of identification. That's it. That's the rub. That's what I saw. That's the activity of our engagement every day. That's the enslavement. It's not so, so it has to appear to be all a lot. So it's going off. Selfing's going crazy. And it couldn't pull the heist in this moment, so it made time. Because it's the one that appears in the past. And it's the one that's being worried about in the future. Yeah, that's its realm. The mental realm is the realm, is the God realm of selfing. And if we're living in that realm, our God is going to be muted. It's going to be the lesser God. Because every God that you'll have, you give it meaning. You give it the conceptual frame. Now that's your God, and it's going to be a weaker God than you. Yeah. Not one of them will save your ass. You don't need to be saved. So, I, you know, like Ramana Maharshi says... I, I mean, he doesn't say it anymore, he's dead, but I like it a lot. Which is, to know God is to be God. I mean, how much more do you, you know? To know God is to be God. Not to be a knower of God, but be it, yeah? I would say we are that energy that we're trying to conceptualize as some benevolent power that's not of us, that's raining goodness or, or catastrophe on us, Yeah? One day I love him, he gets me a parking space, the next day my car gets towed. All right, meet God, you know. I don't believe he's the big chess player in the world. Yeah. I just don't. And I don't think he has a personal love for us. <laughs> I don't think there's anything personal about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Any more questions? No? One? Two?